0: Good afternoon everybody. It is November 7th here on the Chase Podcast and on the line is 49ers defensive end Ronald Blair. Not to give you a bio blast of Blair, he played collegiate football at Appalachian State University from 2011 to 2015. Now this season, Blair has played a nice role for the 49ers, got three and a half sacks, 18 tackles, a pass defense, so he's on the rise. So first things first, Ronald, thank you again for taking the time to join the Chase Podcast. And how are you doing today? Sure, I'm all good, man. I just want to thank you for having me. So as previously stated, right, you played at Appalachian State. This is a football program that's now in the Sun Belt and has been well-respected, due in large part to that upset over Michigan in 2007. I just got to ask you, what was it like playing for the Mountaineers, and how did the program help prepare you for the next level?
2: Uh, man, it was one of the best experiences of my life. It really helped shape me into the man I am today. Uh, if it wasn't for that program, I probably wouldn't be the same person I am now, or I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. So that program has done everything for me. It, it, Brought a whole bunch of different people into my life, so it kind of helped me experience how the real life would be just being able to mesh in jail with all type of different people from people all over the place. So I'm just thankful for my time there.
0: Gotcha. Now, Ronald, you were selected in the 2016 draft, fifth-round pick of the 49ers. Now, I remember this. I, I, I kind of tracked you. I watch a lot of draft shows, and they talked about Ronald Blair coming out of Appalachian State. But there is still some of those NFL critics that questioned your caliber of playing in the NFL because, well, he comes from a quote-unquote mid-major program. How are you able to tune out all that negativity and use it as a positive source of motivation?
2: Yeah, but, but how I pretty much handled it my whole life, man. I've pretty much been questioned about my size and my competition. I know coming out of high school... Uh, I came from the smallest high school that was in double-A in Georgia. So uh, my whole life I've pretty much been questioned, is, is he big enough? Is he fast enough? Is he playing against good enough competition? So it's pretty much easy for me to tune out the noise because I've heard it my whole life. Even going up to Appalachian State, uh, coming in as a freshman, I was expecting the red shirt, and I immediately started going in. So uh, any challenge that's thrown up to me, I, I like to take a head on and try to do my best with it. So
0: All right, now, you appeared in all 16 games of your rookie campaign and were limited to six games last season due to injury. With that being said, you know, you've already set a career high of three and a half sacks this season and 18 tackles. What are some things that you've done to help increase your production over the years, and how has your defensive line coach, Jeff Zaganina, helped your development? Yeah, Yeah, uh, really just knowing where to pick my spots in the game. I've
2: always been a lover of the game of football, and I, I just noticed how big things on film can really help you be a step ahead. So just my film study, just working on minor things so I can be more efficient in my movement has really helped. And uh, just having Jeff uh, Scanino around has it's, it's just been good because he, he's been the, long, the league almost as long as anybody. He's been there for 17 years and just having his knowledge of uh, actually having a ring and just being around the guys that big-time defensive players has just, just been big. And him giving this insight day in and day out just helps you want to improve and be a better football player day in and day out.
0: Now, the 49ers, they brought in former FAU defensive coordinator Chris Kiffin to be a pass rush specialist before the 2018 season. Can you talk a little bit about how he has helped you elevate your game along with the other defense alignment on the team?
2: Yeah, Kip Kip just
0: pretty much respects what everybody brings to the table. He just wants you to perfect
2: what you're good at doing there, and he gives you the freedom to work at what you're good at doing there. So it's been good to have, like, a different set of eyes on you, uh, pretty much one guy for the run game, one guy for the pass game. Uh, And it's good having those two different personalities, just having those uh, parts of your game kind of mesh, so to speak.
0: Now, can you talk a little bit about uh, Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator there in San Francisco? It seems like he uses a variety of different packages and really prides himself on being an aggressive play caller. How does he put you in positions to succeed each week considering the type of versatility that you have on the defensive line?
2: Uh, I think he does a pretty good job. We just have all these different packages and uh, you – And this defense is all about being versatile. So being able to know all different things, uh, being to execute your job at different positions is really big. So me being able to know those positions and uh, him allowing me to play those different positions really helped me out. So I I thank him for that.
0: Now on that note, speaking of that defensive line, it has multiple top picks on it: Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas. Y'all are, speaking about versatility, you have that ability to play inside, defensive tackle, defensive end, pass rushing situations when, you know, maybe some run stuffing ability you can be shoved down into the one or three technique. How does that benefit y'all as a unit and make it difficult for opposing offensive lines to game plan for? Uh,
2: It just kind of makes it difficult because you're not necessarily knowing who's going to line up where every time, so it kind of keeps you on your toes. and. Uh, it just gives us the freedom to just roam the line and just have fun with it. Uh, kind of doing the same thing over and over again kind of gets repetitive. And all. But being able to play different techniques and getting different feels on the line really helps broaden up your game, open up your game, and have you play more free.
0: Now, unfortunately, you lost your starting quarterback and running back, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jarek McKinnon. They both went down with knee injuries. And it's been a huge factory in the trajectory of your 2018 season but at 2-7, and seven, entering this coming week, how has Kyle Shanahan, your head coach, been able to keep you all focused, prepared, and ready for battle despite all the injuries that the team has endured?
2: Uh, he's done a real good job, man. I, I respect the heck out of Kyle. He, he's, he's a really good coach. Uh, we just come with the same mentality every week that is next man up. Of course, we would love to have those guys, but at the same time, we got we got men that are good as well that can step up and do the job. Uh, coming down the stretch of a few games has been, been some young guys uh, myself included not in executing down the stretch and, uh, which, which causes you ball games but week by week we're getting better and the young guys are getting uh, more reps under the belt and they're seeing things and things are clicking better so uh, just, uh, just, the, just the next man up mentality just getting better every week and just, just being willing to get better every week has helped us a lot so I, I see bright things for the future.
0: Now, I got to ask you, as NFL fans, we all witnessed a cool story last Thursday night. Nick Mullins, an undrafted free agent out of Southern Miss in 2017, he lit it up in his first career start in the Battle of the Bay. And I watched, you know, team reporters, they all echoed the same sentiment about the team rallying around Mullins and giving him full support as the starting quarterback. Can you speak a little bit about the player and teammate he is? Yeah,
2: man. Nick Mullins is a baller, man. We all know that we see him come in to work hard every day, man. It, it was no surprise us cool. we see him every day. He grinds when he was playing the scout team quarterback, where he's quarterback number two, number one. He just comes in with the same mentality, and that's to execute no matter what it takes. And uh, I just respect Nick as well because uh, a lot of people outside the room were doubters, and he, he, he did a very good job on Thursday shutting up a whole lot of those doubters, and I think uh, continuing forward his career. He's going to continue to uh, show some people love that are doubters. So uh, just by his work ethic and his belief in the team, the belief in us, man, and I respect the heck out of him too.
0: I'm going to go ahead and flip it back over to the defensive side of the ball. Richard Sherman was signing in free agency back in March. He's a veteran. This guy's been around football for a long time. And not only that, but he's been one of the best corners as far as shutting down opposing wideouts. What has it been like playing with Richard Sherman on the same defense? And what kind of intangibles and knowledge does he provide for y'all being such a young unit?
2: Hey, it's great having Richard there, man. He, he, he's definitely, in my mind, probably going to have a gold jacket around his back here in the coming years. Just just his, his mentality. His mentality is always the same. He loves the game of football, but at the same time, he's one of the most competitive people you'll ever see in your life. And he'll talk junk to you until you till his face goes blue. That's how much he's a, a competitor. You just love having him around and you just feed off of it. Seeing the guy that's been so successful in his league for so many years. Just still having the fire, just having the fire in him after all that time. I just I love it. And I just have love him on our side of the ball. He definitely adds a different pedigree to the team with his championship ring status and uh, just playing the big games, performing. Game in the game, out. it's been everything. And I think
0: the young corners are really beneficial. Gotcha. Now, talking about your offensive tackles that you have in San Francisco, you get to face them in practice. You got Joe Staley, you know, one of the best offensive tackles to do it in this game. And then the first round pick, Mike McGlinchey, on the other end. What has it been like going up against both of these tackles in practice? And how has it made you all better as a defensive line? It's been huge,
2: man. It's just a big thing we got around our, our facility is iron sharp and iron. So us just going against each other week in, week out, just getting each other better has been big, especially going against Joe, man. He's been he's been against the best of the best, and he's played with the best of the best. So just being able to go against him day in and day out is just, I'm just thankful to have those opportunities, because there's not many young DNs that get the chance to sharpen their skill going against a great tackle like that, and Mike is is on the up and up, man. He's one of the young rookies. Yeah, he's showing a lot of great promise this year. He's playing really well, and uh, he just he's just looking to do what Joe has been doing all these years, man. It's just great to have a mentor like Joe in front of him, uh, so he can continue to grow as a tackle.
0: Now, Ronald, y'all are coming off a mini bye since you played last Thursday night, and you're gonna host the New York Giants on Monday night, another primetime game. We all know it's been tough sledding for Eli Manning and their offense, but they do possess two star athletes in Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley. How important will it be for y'all to limit their production and really minimize their effectiveness on Monday? All right,
2: it'll be everything if we want to win the game, man. Uh, we know Odell and Saquon, man, they're two of the some of the most best offensive talent in the league. And if you let them get going, it's going to be a long day for you, no matter how well you cut it. So uh, just trying to limit them the best we can and just trying to make sure we're on top of our details is going to be the main key to at least trying to slow them down.
0: I have to ask you this question as well. You know that the New York Giants, their offensive line – They've struggled immensely to protect Eli Manning. Y'all have a young, hungry defensive line that's been getting after opposing quarterbacks. Is this one of these games that you all feel like you can really make a statement about the type of talent you have and being disruptive in the backfield?
2: Well, we feel like every, every game is an opportunity to show how disruptive we can be. It's just a matter if we execute uh like i say, time and time again the the little details just making sure we're on top of everything making sure our communication is good uh yeah they've given up some sacks but uh we're gonna see the best online that new york has has produced on monday night so uh, we we know they're giving up some sacks but at the same time we know we're probably gonna see the best performance on monday night.
0: Well, Ronald, I appreciate you again, man, taking the time out of your day. I know you're getting ready, you're training, you have other arrangements to attend to, but I wish you the best of the luck this season, man, and I've been watching you closely. Keep up the great work, and I really appreciate you joining the Chase Podcast today. No problem, man. I appreciate you for having me. Take care, and God bless, and we'll be in contact. Sounds good.